have today podcast. My name is Tracy McBeath. I am the health and healing coach. I'm so glad you are here. Now is time just for you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. All you need to do is sit back and relax and let what I'm going to share wash over you. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the You Have Today podcast. It has been a little while between recording episodes. Um, I do apologize and I'm going to tell you why um, that's happened. So I got sick with the flu. took me a, a few good few weeks to get over that, which I actually think I mentioned in the last episode I did. But then I embarked on a huge adventure which was the 100km Oxfam walk with a couple of my dear friends and colleagues and uh, I got sick again after that. So obviously, you know, massive stress on my body. It was a huge event that was probably the hardest thing physically I've ever done. Mentally, I was up for the challenge of pushing myself through it. But because I'd had the flu and I hadn't really trained enough physically, my body was stuffed and in so much pain from about the 40 kilometer mark in. And, you know, we we walked, <laughs> took us about 34, just over 34 hours to complete it. And yeah, best thing I've ever done, definitely won't do it again. But um, there was some times, particularly in the period of 1am to 7am when we were climbing up this elevation of like, I don't know, two and a half thousand meters from ground level virtually up this cliff face, (laughs) felt like a cliff face in the middle of the night, um, that I realized that no one was coming to save me and I had to do this myself. And the parallels were just stunning. I knew the whole event would be like life in a really short movie in that, you know, we all experienced the highs and the lows. We laughed, we swore, we got angry a little bit. I did uh, and I cried and I had the full range of emotions through the experience which was just incredible really. But those moments going up that mountain where all I I could see was the little round hole of light in front of me and literally my body was so stuffed. Every bit of it was screaming at me to stop. All I could do was take one step and thank God for the poles because if I didn't have those, I definitely wouldn't have been able to to do it. And, you know, it was one of those one of those experiences where I didn't think I could take another step, but my body just kept showing up, kept doing it for me. And again, I just think there is so many parallels in life. We've all got our own mountain that we're climbing. Does anybody know what that mountain is and the struggle that we're having? Probably not. Do they need to? No, but you know. And what it actually takes for you to get up that mountain doesn't have to be a 100-kilometer walk. It can be anything that you know you struggle with in your day that, you know, you're battling your thoughts, you're battling what other people want, you're really battling to stay true and focused with your heart and what you want to do. Well, that's quite courage, That's the courage that it takes for you to get up your mountain, no matter what anybody else knows around you, as you know it, and that is everything. And that's what I saw inside me so deeply going up that mountain. I didn't need anyone to see what I was going through. Nobody could rescue me, right? Um, Nobody can rescue you. You have to be the one to do it. While I was part of a team, I had to do it myself. 
And literally in life, we only ever have two choices. We can keep going and we can keep showing up and keep looking to see more, to be able to do more. Or we could just sit down and give the responsibility of our life over to somebody else. They're really the only two choices that we have. So that was that that experience. And then so it took me a little while to recover. And then, you know, there's been school holidays and Easter and all these things coming the way. And I found that I haven't had the time to sit down and record an episode. And you know what else happened, which is how I want to tie this into my book this week, is I started to notice my mind comparing. So I started to look at other podcasters and other people doing, you know, YouTube channels and and looking at the fact that they have thousands and thousands, if not some of the millions of followers and subscribers. And my mind started to say things to me like, oh, Tracy, that's never going to be you. What's the point? You can't possibly get to where they're at. You can't possibly compete with that. So why bother? I noticed some of that. And I have to say, honestly, you know, I listened to that for a little bit Um, and then I kind of realized a couple of things that I know this is what minds do all minds compare it is their job to keep you safe by comparing you with the tribe making sure you're up to par making sure you're not going to be kicked out that's what your mind does all minds compare you've heard the saying comparison is the thief of joy really is the thief of joy and it just stops you from doing your hard aligned activities and doing the things you want in your day by comparing you uh, with what everyone's doing because of course the tribe is global now and we are shown on a daily basis just how far behind we are from everybody else and just how many people are in front doing better bigger bolder greater things than what we are doing and I think it is really really impossible not to have a mind that's going to compare what you're doing with others but we get to see through insight and understanding. That's just what minds do. Do we have to follow that? No, we absolutely don't. So I found two insights in my book that kind of talk to this. So I'm going to end by reading those to you because I think what this does to this comparison thing that is a normal part of what our minds do, it really does knock our confidence. So when I was believing what my mind was saying about the fact that I was just so you know what was the point I was so far behind so many other people I really lacked the confidence to just sit and chat with you and record an episode insight 66 says we are born confident but we're also born with an ability to convince ourselves that we're not Like so many of our innate gifts we are born with, over time we convince ourselves that we don't have these things and instead search outside of ourselves for the answers. Or we convince ourselves that those gifts are only within other people. The only time we don't feel that natural confidence is when we're feeling self-conscious. We're focused on ourselves, what others think of us, what we know or don't know, how we look, how we sound. And I will now add, which I didn't write, but I would add how far behind we are from other people. That's when we're tuned into that finite station called our mind. And when we tune out of that and focus on the present moment and what we're trying to achieve, 
we will find ourselves back stepping into that natural confidence that is within us. Life isn't about being like someone else. It is about being you. And who you are is that person when there isn't much on your mind. When you are present to where you are right now. Notice how you feel when you're in that place. It's a pretty nice place to hang out. And you can go there anytime you want to. So that's where I am now. But, you know, I spent a couple of days in that other place where I was lost in my thinking. I was lost in the comparison. Um, I was listening to my mind that was constantly throwing out judgments and not being good enough and what's the point and all that stuff. And even at the level of awareness and understanding that I had, I still got temporarily caught up in it. And that's okay. We all do that sometimes. But all we have to do is remember, remember who we are beyond those stories of our mind. And we don't have to compare ourselves with anyone. As I said in that insight, it says, it is just about being you. And actually freeing myself to be me has been the best thing that I have ever done in my life. And I can almost feel myself getting emotional when I say that. Because most of my life, I didn't think I was good enough to be me. I didn't think I could be me. I had to be like somebody else who I thought was successful or I thought had everything that looked like we needed and wanted in this life. (laughs) Well, how many of those people seem to have it all but are actually miserable and actually not happy with who they are either? The true happiness of life comes when we let go of all those stories and stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and focus on creating a life that is aligned with who we are in our heart. The person we want others to describe us as. The person we want people to get up at our funeral and say, this is who Tracy was. That person, that's you. And that is where We need to put our energy and focus on if we want to create and have a life that is rich and meaningful and full of incredible experiences. So I said I found two insights that were similar. And the second one is just following that at Insight 68. Now Insight 68 says, There is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. Michael Singer. I have a sneaking suspicion I read this insight out in an earlier podcast episode, so please forgive me if I did, but it is so relevant to so much and it is what gets in the way virtually all the time of us living the life that we want to live and we forget and we need to remember every single day that this fundamental truth is the only thing in the way of us living the life that we want. So what if 
you stopped listening to that voice in your head. That voice that told you you can't do this or you can't do that. That voice that said you had to weigh this amount to be worthy. That voice that said you were not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough or born with enough. That voice that drove you to do the same behaviours over and over again even though you just don't want to do them anymore. Being able to step back and become a more passive observer to that inner voice is essential if we want to transform. It is the only way transformation can truly occur. Continuing to believe and act on that voice will keep us locked into doing what we've always done. When we understand deeply that we are only ever feeling our own thinking, that thought happens through us but isn't us, we can start to become a lot less gripped by what it's telling us about who we are and what we're capable of. All these stories we've created over our lifetime that we think help keep us safe, they really don't. And when we start to become less gripped, less reactive, less convinced by the reality of what it's saying to us, we will open space up for our innate well-being to beam right through your heart, your values. What has happened to me over the last four years is simply this. I have stopped believing those thoughts in my head, pretty much all of them. Well, there are a few in there that still trip me up every now and again, which is totally okay. I saw that voice wasn't really me, which meant I stopped spending so much of my time focused on largely meaningless stuff that was essentially getting me nowhere. Can you imagine what could be possible in your life if you stopped believing the thoughts in your head, even the ones that you have had in there for a very very long time, especially those ones. You don't even need to imagine what life might be like. You just need to distance yourself from that voice and watch it all unfold in front of you. Have an awesome day and I'll see you again very soon.